guys. Welcome, welcome, man. This is Pauline Theology. I'm Paul, and uh, this is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. Glad you're here. Hopefully you're walking through Judges with us as we continue on. I think we're going to finish chapter one today, so this is pretty exciting. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Judges chapter one, verse 27. It says that uh, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Bashin and its villages, or to Anach and its villages, or the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, or the inhabitants of Iblim and its villages, or the inhabitants of Megiddo and its villages, where the Canaanites persisted in dwelling in the land. When Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not drive them out completely. And Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer, so the Canaanites lived in Gezer among them. Zebulun did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron or the inhabitants of Nahalal, so the Canaanites lived among them, but became subject to forced labor. Asher did not drive out the inhabitants of Aku, or the inhabitants of Sidon, or of Ahalab, or of Exib, or of Helba, or of Afik, or of Rehob. So the Asherites lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, but they did not drive them out. And Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, or inhabitants of Beth Anath. So they lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath became subject to forced labor for them. The Amorites pressed the people of Dan back into the hill country, for they did not allow them to come down to the plain. The Amorites persisted in dwelling in Mount Heres, in Ajalon, and in Sha'alabim, but the hand of the house of Joseph rested heavily on them, and they became subject to forced labor. And the border of the Amorites ran from the ascent of Akrabim, from Selah, and upward. Ooh, man, we got a theme going on this one, huh? There's two two big things, I think, that we see going on. And so the first question we ask, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening in the story right now? Well, we see that first off, that uh, ain't nobody conquering. Ain't nobody taking over the land like they're supposed to. They cannot fully drive out all the inhabitants of these places. And then second off, all the people that they can't fully uh, take out, not all, but most, they are subjecting them to forced labor. They have become slaves. Uh, so we're already seeing a, a downward trend here in following what the Lord has said. We start off at, uh, we got torture going on. Um, the people of Judah chopping off of people's thumbs and toes, torture. Second off, we're allowing people to just straight up go free because they betray their people. So we have that, they're spies uh, or uh, traitors. And then next we see that they are, um, now enslaving people. They're putting people to forced labor. And so from supposed to be committing people to the ban, uh, supposed to be destroying people utterly, then now we are making them our slaves. So that is, um, yeah, that's tough. It says all these people went into these different lands and couldn't conquer them completely. And instead of conquering completely, they ended up uh, turning them to slaves. So what can we see about God here? What do we know or what can we find about God? Is uh, First off, I think we can relate the existence of them not being able to conquer these lands completely with the fact that they aren't listening, the people aren't listening to the Lord completely. And so God disciplines his people. We're going to see um, here further as we continue to read that these people whom they have 
let stay in their land and some even under forced labor now uh, will begin to afflict those people will begin to uh, rise up against um, the Israelites and begin to uh, cause them a lot of trouble where they begin to be subject to them. Uh, we're going to see that. And that's what I think the truth is about God and the scripture that we can see is that he disciplines his people. Consequences happen when uh, we don't obey God. But we also see his grace. So even though they weren't listening, he still gives them the land that they were promised, that he promised to them. He still gives them the land. Uh, it's it, it, kind of like think about it as uh, a parent who gives gifts to their children. You know, you're like, ah, if you don't do this, then Christmas ain't coming for you. But does that ever happen? Uh, I don't know. Maybe for a few of you guys, you might not have got Christmas gifts. You know what I'm saying? Maybe for a few of you guys, it happened. But I know as a kid, I would do bad things. And even though my parents would threaten those things, in the end, when Christmas came, I still got that toy I wanted under the, the Christmas tree. And so I think that's the grace of God that is being displayed here, is that they still get the land, even though they're being disobedient to him. So what do we see about God? We see he has grace, mercy. But we also see that he disciplines his children. He, he disciplines them. There is consequences to actions. What do we see about man here? Well, it looks like we see that man runs amok. And this is the people of Israel, mind you. And so uh, in a way we can equate, not fully, not fully, but in a way we can equate being uh, sons of Israel as being Christians. And so what I think that is important about this is to recognize that we all sin. We all seek to um, rebel against God, whether we're Christian or non-Christian, you know. And so that's something for us to recognize as Christians, that even in um, the state of grace that we're in, our fallen nature still desires to rebel against Him. I've been reading in uh, in Galatians as well, and that'd be the next book we'll probably go through. But I've been reading in Galatians where it talks about the war against the flesh and the spirit. And that uh, they're in opposition to each other. They don't desire, they don't like, they don't care for one another at all. And so the Spirit of God in us is how we can defeat this uh, this, this, this war against our flesh. But we still have that flesh that desires to go against God. And so I, I think that uh, we need to recognize that. And how can I apply this uh, to, to our lives today? Well, uh, I think it's an easy one for me. And first off, we recognize that God is gracious to us sinners. God is gracious to us that even though we do all these bad things, even though we do all these wrong things that are against him, and as a Christian, that we do these things even though he has called us to his family and given us this grace and privileged us with a relationship with him, with life with him, and we still sin, that he is still gracious. That's a powerful thing. In its own, that's a powerful thing. But I think the application goes further than just recognizing that and giving glory to God for that. So I think we should start there because that should overflow us with joy, man. We should just be just overwhelmed with uh, uh, gratitude for that. And that overwhelming of the gratitude should pour out in the next phase of understanding that and that we should pour out this grace to others. And I think it's twofold because the first reason is obviously because God has poured this graciousness out on us. But the second thing is that we all seek to rebel against God. And the only reason that we recognize it is because we are in Christ 
and he gives us his spirit to overcome these things. But those who do not have a spirit, we really can't expect them to want to serve him. And so we've got to keep that in mind and continually give grace. Just as God has given us grace, we should be giving them grace. That's a task. So I I haven't done this uh, here in the last couple of episodes, but I I do want to say a challenge. A challenge is, man, to see that person that we see that, that seems to be so tough, so hard, so angry, so against us, and extend grace to that person. Extend love to that person. Show that person the true grace of God that has been bestowed upon us. Bestow that upon them. I'll see you guys in the next episode.